0: something as simple as a potato chip bag can end your pet's life. Well, you may not be aware of the dangers of pet suffocation from food bags, but Bonnie Harlan, the guest on my show today, made it her mission to educate pet parents and anybody in the pet space about the dangers of pet suffocation. Hi, Bonnie.
1: Welcome to People with Passion for Pets. Hi, Birgit. Thanks so much. I'm very excited to be on your show today.
0: And this is really something that um, all pet parents should be aware of. So I'm so glad that you have time to be on the show today. So we're talking about the dangers of pet suffocation in something as simple as a potato chip bag. I think sometimes they're referred to as Myla bags. Maybe let's start out by talking a little bit about what specifically are the dangers of these food bags or Myla bags.
1: A lot of people haven't heard of pet suffocation before, and that's actually the problem because since most people have never heard of it, they don't know how they can prevent it from happening to their pets. It's actually very common. What happens is chip bags, snack bags, cereal bags, pet food bags, and a lot of them have a shiny mylar-like substance inside, kind of like a balloon. When a dog or a cat puts their head inside the bag looking for some crumbs or just being curious, the bag creates a vacuum-like seal around their neck. So as they start to breathe, the bag tightens, cutting off the oxygen. And this happens within minutes. A pet will asphyxiate, you know, three to five minutes. That's really just a very dangerous situation. But again, most people have never heard of it because who would think that an innocuous nine ounce chip bag, you know, could actually kill your pet in two or three minutes. But it happens and it happens daily.
0: I know you've made it your mission to educate the public, primarily pet owners, but really anybody to um, be aware of the dangers of mylar bags. And so what are some of the things that we can do to prevent pets or, or wildlife from suffocating in these bags?
1: Well, that's the good news because you can take steps to
0: prevent it.
1: Um, you just have to be vigilant. And there are a few really important things that you can do and they're very simple. So you want to cut up all of these type bags. So take a pair of scissors, cut up the bags. Whether it's the chip bag, the cereal bag, a cereal box, you know, pet food bag, whatever. Cut it up, dispose of them properly. I really recommend people serve their snacks and so forth in glass bowls or containers as opposed to leaving a chip bag out on the counter and letting people get the snacks from that. You also want to store your food and things like that high up in your pantry, out of reach of your pet advise people to do is keep your trash can, especially in the kitchen, safely secured. You want to put it behind a cabinet if you can or have a lock on it because how many times have we seen a pet nose around into a trash can? I also recommend educate your family and your friends, anyone that comes into contact with your pet about pet suffocation. So maybe it's a dog walker or a house sitter or a babysitter. Um, your kids especially, because they tend to get very distracted and not think about, you know, leaving a food bag out on the coffee table and going and playing in the next room. Really, anyone you come in contact with that's going to be around your pet, this is dangerous, looks innocent, but it's not. And it happens very quickly, whether you're home or not. And that's a that's a very key, important fact. It's
0: really something that you want to spread the word about. It's easy to control our own environment, our household. And you made some great points there with how to store the uh, potato chip bags higher up in the pantry. Make sure you cut them up before you throw them away. You know, serve your chips and and other snacks in, in glass bowls so that, you know, you're not leaving the chip bags out on the counter for the dog to get into Um, But one of the things that went through my mind as I was listening Mm. to you is that, um, you know, it's so easy for trash to just flow into my yard, right? Mm. I have a large yard. My dogs are out there. Um, So I think one of the things that I noticed on your website is that you have some pamphlets or I think they're called infographics that um, people can download and they can either print them or they are able to share them on a bulletin board or hand them out to their veterinarian right. or their their groomer. Billy, your mission and all of our missions should be to spread the word, not just in our household, mm-hmm. not just to our family and friends, but to really anybody because uh, unfortunately, it can be as simple as a strong wind blowing a potato chip back in right. my backyard and it becomes a danger to my <laughs> pet, correct?
1: Exactly. So one family, a construction crew had been at their house and they left it in the yard. And then another family, it had blown into their yard from a neighbor. And so those are the kinds of things you, you know, you can't prepare for, right? You could, you can definitely tell a construction crew, crew, hey, please be careful. But a random bag that ends up in your yard, don't have any control over it. And as we all walk around The city and and nature and streets and parks and so forth, you know, trash is everywhere, right? Now, people will say to me, well, Bonnie, I don't own a dog or cat, so why do I need to do this? And I tell them because you want to protect the wild dogs, the feral cats, stray animals, and any wildlife that are out there because they don't typically have anyone nearby to grab a bag off their head or pull a container off their nose. When you take these steps and you use them in the outside world too, you're going a long way to helping, you know, the planets, pets. And you know, we're all responsible for that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And and there again, you know, <clears throat> if if these potato chip bags end up in a landfill, And then, you know, whether or not it's a stray dog or a cat or a wildlife like a deer or some, you know, any animal can have the same fate as your pet at home, sticking their head into the potato chip bag, hoping to get a little bit of food out of it and then ending up suffocating.
1: You know, I also suggest to people when you're camping, hiking, you're at the beach, anything like that, you know, take the extra time to, you know, pack your cereal out you know, cut it up, dispose of it properly. So, you know, we can be responsible people, you know, elsewhere. And when you are at home, not only do you need to check your house. Every time I leave my house, I look around. Is there something here that can hurt my dog? Sometimes there is that I've missed, or maybe I have a guest stain and they've left something out. But the other thing is you want to check your <clears throat> your garage and your car and your backyard, not just, you know, your kitchen. Or unfortunately, that is where most pets find spags are in the kitchen.
0: You started this <clears throat> because of a very sad accident that happened to you personally. Would you no. mind sharing a little bit about the details?
1: Sure. So prevent pet suffocation is 10 years old. And the reason I started it I had my uh, four year old rescue dog at home. And I left to go do some errands. When I came back and I walked into the house, my dog blue wasn't there to greet me, which was obviously very unusual. So I noticed there was a bag of trash that was knocked over in the kitchen. So I started looking for him and I just couldn't find him anywhere. So after about five minutes, when I looked upstairs in the corner of my game room, I found him laying motionless under a table and he wasn't moving, but he had a Cheetos chip bag over his head. Hmm. I kind of knew in that minute that he had just suffocated and it was just shocking to me at the time. So I ran to him, pulled the bag off, started CPR. Well, actually, I didn't know CPR. I had to call my vet. He walked me through it and I was unable to revive him. It was too late. And it was so shocking to me. I just was angry and mad and I had never heard of this before. In fact, my vet even came over and he said to me, You know, Bonnie warned you about a hundred different things, but a chip bag would not have been on the list. Mm-hmm. So I was crushed, and I just decided then and there that I was going to do something about it. And if I didn't know about it, many other people probably didn't know either. And that's how the seeds for prevent pet suffocation planted it's a work in progress but we've come a long way
0: yes and you know it is such a sad story and um i can't only imagine what it would be like to come home and find your pet Suffocated in a potato chip bag. But like you were saying, unfortunately, many of us don't know about it. And that's really why you are on the show. That's why you uh, have your nonprofit organization so that you can raise awareness. And hopefully, many people will listen to this interview and get the information. We'll share the links to your website, but let people know where they can find you. I know you have a blog. And again, you have the infographics that people can share with their family and friends.
1: Um, our website is preventpetsuffocation.com. We're on all the social medias Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, etc. And, um, you know, you can always email me at info at preventpetsuffocation.com. Maybe you know someone who's lost their pet and they need some support or if they want to know what happened. You know, we'd love to feature everyone's stories because that's what help us helps us get the word out. You know, we'd love to hear from you, and I also have a petition online um, on my website to Free LA to add warning labels to the snack packs.
0: Okay. I think that would be perfect to for companies that have chip bags or other snack bags to, to put just a small label on there and just make people aware of it. And uh, maybe even just a request, please cut up this bag. And I think that's the number one thing maybe for all of us uh, to take away is, you know, when you're finished with, with a chip bag, when you're finished with your snacks um, just take a pair of scissors and, and cut up these bags so that they cannot uh, be harmful to your own pet's other people's pets or wildlife. Exactly.
1: You know, it's a simple thing, but it—you know—the pet you save can be your own.
0: Well, Bonnie, this is uh, some great information, and of course, we are going to be sure to share. Um, your links with our audience and make sure that people can easily find you. Now you're a nonprofit organization. I'm sure that uh, you can uh, use help other than just spreading the word. There's obviously some financial things. Uh, So let us know uh, how can we be involved in your organization? How can Mm -hmm. we help your cause?
1: Well, we do have a donate link on our um, uh, Facebook page and our website. And, you know, every donation does go directly to the organization for our mission. You know, I'm a small nonprofit. Well, thank you again for the work that you do. Well, thanks, Birgit. I really appreciate it. It was great being here. Thank you. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Have a great day. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: If you found value and interesting information in today's episode of People with Passion for Pets, then you will also love our other interviews in Season 2. And until next time. Keep your paws on the road.